after you bring the word to you, mm-hmm. God lays something on your heart to tell us, tell us. Okay. Um, healing you, it's in a certain way, and you share with us, share with us. Okay. Um. Actually, I've been reading you know, on my Bible app for the last couple of days. Um, I was reading this um this plan called Five Truths About Temptation. I'm just gonna read a a little a, a little in depth about um um temptation. Now, a lot of people deal with temptation on a daily basis they deal with it in their in their in in their life in their families or wherever they are um i'm just going to read a little bit of what right that got on my phone that i'm going to read here um but what would you do if you discovered that the bible clearly states that temptations are not a sin Hebrews 4 and 15 contains the startling answer. Uh, it says, um, for we have not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but as in all points tempted as we are yet without sin. And it says Jesus was tempted in all points like we are, but he never sinned. If temptations were a sin, then Jesus sinned because he was tempted just like we are. Therefore, temptations cannot be a sin or anything to be ashamed. The Bible openly states Jesus was tempted in all ways as we are. Temptations are as normal as living and breathing. But as you will soon learn... How do you feel about temptations greatly affects whether they will give birth to sin? Well, when I was reading that, you know, it was dealing with me before I got saved. I've been saved since 2008. And I was the, 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 the temptation that really dealt with me in my life was, 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 Pornography. I was dealing with that prior to me being saved. It, it, it was really haunting me. It was like when I get the feeling about that, that was a sin that was really grabbing my life. And when I read this, you know, it, it just took me back. And I was saying to myself, you know, anybody that deals with any kind of grippling temptation, you know, you know, God... God, God already knows that right there. He's going to take away that temptation from you because right there, long as, you know, temptation don't grip on what God has for your future. God already got a hand on your life and he can take away all those things right there that he can do for you. And brother, again, as I was reading, I was reading this at the beginning of the week, like on Monday, I was reading that and it just it's. It's amazing that, you know, reading God's word and it tells you about dealing with temptation, dealing with it on a daily basis. And, you know, just like just like last night when Bishop um, Bishop White was just talking about, about 
Bishop White just just went into just went into debt about things last night. And I'll tell you, Bishop Miller, I mean and um Elder Miller, um I was just looking at Bishop White last night and he was just I don't know what it was. That man got a powerful anointing. He got a powerful anointing. And last night I just sat back and just listened to everything that this man was saying. And even though that the the message was talking about temptation, we have to take away those things that's just taken away from us today. Um, brother, again, I just just I just went into a little little in debt about temptation. The first portion of that. Um, that's all I gotta say. Amen. us mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it, it, it strengthens us it builds us and then even when we're talking now in the season of uh, double portion mm-hmm. which is which is the thing can God trust you with double mm-hmm. but how does God get to the place where he can trust you with double if he don't tempt you because all temptation don't come from the devil mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. God has to prove us Mm-hmm. Right? Because yep. you got to know where we are. Yep. And uh, uh, so so we have to really get to a place where we can make the right choices under pressure. Because sometimes God brings us uh, to points of temptation to get certain things out of us. Amen. You know, because in our walk, depending on how long we've been saved, sometimes we get in a funk. Just our normal pattern. We do things out of routine. Sometimes God got to show you some stuff that touch you to say, okay, you identifying with this. Now you ain't sinning, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's there, but it's you there. ain't sinning. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes temptation is always a proven method uh, to, to, to get us past uh, certain obstacles, certain things that lie dormant that we don't realize. We think we got it all together. And like you say, it, it might be your thing might have been temptation. My thing might have been women. My thing might have been drugs. Mm-hmm. Now, even though we've been saved for 15 years, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yep. When you see that thing, mm-hmm. it's still identified. You still identify with it. Mm-hmm. So that's a temptation point. Now, are you going to go back? Or are you going to pass this test so God can elevate you to the devil? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, it, things come at us that way as far as temptation. Money is a temptation. A lot of times, we think when we get money, Money is the, the the end all, you know what I'm saying. But it's a lot of attachments that come with money, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So so we have to get to the place, man, where we allow God to uh, to test us. And I'm I'm just identifying temptation mm-hmm. from a different yes. perspective. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. God had God need to test us because we have to prove. That's what the Bible say. Present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God. In Romans 12 and 1 which is our reasonable service mm-hmm. so that we can what? We can prove what is that good and perfect will, right? So how do we prove it? How do we prove his will if we never pass the test, if we never endure and get on the other side of the temptation? Yes. You know what I'm saying? So God yes. want to bring the best out of us, 
but it comes through proving and testing yes. and temptation. Yes. Um, the, the hymnologist says, you know, we used to sing hymns back in the day, and now it seems like the church just totally forgot about the hymns, you know. Mm-hmm. The church and hymns are powerful. They have revelation. They're the anointing that we sing that still exists today. But one of the songs will yield not the temptation mm-hmm. for you in the sin. I don't know the rest of it, but maybe some of y'all know the rest of it. But you know, you know, temp- when when temptation comes our way, I mean, it's a choice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and we always have to make up in my mind when I'm tempted that even before temptation comes, we have to make make up in the mind that we're not going to yield to it because I know sometimes you know sometimes people feel like they can't live without a certain sin or they can't live without this and that there but you have to make up your mind before you even come that I'm not going to yield to it that's right you know I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to yield to it yes and like Jesus was tempted on three levels and one of the temptations was when Satan came to him he said, if thou be the son of God, command these stones to turn the bread. And Jesus always came at him, gave him the word. And, and, and we have to, you know, learn from that example. When temptation comes, you know, give that temptation God's word. Yes. You know, give, you know, and, and you know, don't, you know, don't um, give what we feel or think, but just return that temptation I'm with the word of God. God help us to watch temptation. I, I just want to add to uh, that, that. That was good, man. Um, and I think about even with Jesus, we have to understand that God sent him to be tempted. Mm-hmm. That's the important thing. Yes. We need that. His temptation mm-hmm. uh, from the devil was part of his process. Yes. So, so. We, we just have to get that in our mindset that temptation is going to come because our growth is attached to that. You know what I mean? How we handle it. Yeah. Getting on the other side of it. Trusting God's word when it seems like everybody else is giving in. And a lot of times, man, when, when we look at uh, temptation, we could be in a church full of people, right? And the devil tempt us even though he's tempting everybody else. Now, everybody else may be giving in to the temptation, seemingly like they're prospering, even giving in to it. But God's still telling you, you better not do it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So we can't, we can't allow certain things to pull us into the status quo. Yes. We got to stand on God's word and know, okay, if God said don't do it, I can't do it. You know, so we can't flow with what people say or let people have an influence on us. That's all I got for us. I look at temptation, I, I look at when you're tempted, you just like a door. You are in a place, like you say, temptation is a place of decision. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not, that's why it's not a sin. Mm-hmm. It is mm-hmm. a, a, a place of decision where you choose to be successful. Or you choose to fail. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If I go, I got a decision to make, then I go out that door. As you said earlier, when you 
cross or the other side of that door. You, you made a decision. Now what is your decision to do once you cross over the threshold? That's right. So you, you it, it, it's, a, it's a place of decision in life where you have to make and decide what way you want to go. Then he told Joshua, choose Joshua rights. Choose this day who you will serve. Mm-hmm. It's a place of decision. Salvation was a place of the author is a place of decision. That's temptation. That's why temptation is not a sin. But the, it's the actions of temptation that becomes. Hmm. So I understand Brother Richard is saying that. Like I said, that's how I look at temptation. You either choose to do the right thing or you choose to do it when you're tempted. It's just a position. What are you positioning yourself when temptation comes? Are you ready, as you say? It's, it's an opportunity to test what they call, what we call integrity. That's a place of knowing whether you are a man of integrity. That's right. Because it's a place of decision. Yes. yes. What do you do when you by yourself? What decisions do you make? And, when, and what decisions you make when others are around? Temptation is always there because it's a character test. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so, so, you, you, you know in times of temptation who you really are and what you made of. That's why a lot of times people always talked about having a backbone. You know whether you're strong or you're weak. It helps you to identify not just who you are, but where, you, where your strengths and weakness are. And, and that's why it's important. I want to talk to Pastor about it. That as men, we don't confess mm-hmm. our sin. We need one another. But I see where you're going with this. Sin, but we mm-hmm. need to have a round table, round, uh, round table discussion. Right. Where not where we're coming in and making judgment of one another, but where we're con- telling our testimony. Because you'll be amazing who is right now still, as Pastor said last night, in the house of God and not as strong as you think they are. Mm-hmm. But if they can hear your testimony, yeah. or where you were connected to pornography. Mm-hmm. Me, I love to drink it party. <laughs> and somebody may be still being tempted. But if they can hear your testimony and how God brought you out of drugs, you see what I'm saying? How it can encourage and motivate it because there are things that we are focused on in God, but we still struggle in some of us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Make it sense? Yes, that's right. And that's a form of temptation. Yes. Your struggles are a temptation. So if somebody can hear your testimony, that encourage them to stay focused on purpose. You see what I'm saying? If we can just get around the table and just talk about things, and normally we don't have an opportunity to talk about it. You know what I mean? Just like my brother was saying uh, last week, uh, Brother Rashad, he was telling us what his struggle was. 
Mm-hmm. And he still has that struggle. So think about it if you could share your testimony of how God delivered you with the same thing he was about You see what I'm saying? That will benefit you. Because, you know, we come to prayer, we come to scripture in the word, but we gotta go back to that confined area where we live at by ourselves somewhere. Yes. And you know how it goes to you when you were single. I know how I was. Temptation met me at the door. Not when I'm going in, but when I was coming out. And then it's time when you didn't want to go back home because you know you had temptation was waiting on you at the house. Mm-hmm. Now you wrestle with that all the way back home. So you end up sitting doing stuff that you normally would, you did not want to do like Paul said, the sin that was in you. I, I, how you say the thing you book alone is now? Yeah, the thing that I would want to do. I would the thing do. I don't want to do. <laughs> yeah. You see what yeah, I'm yeah. So I think if we can sometimes get together on like on a Saturday morning, have breakfast and discuss, share our testimony. You know, not only about, see, we always share about what God's doing for us. But we need to start talking about the things that, the foundation, the things that push that to us. Let others know. No. Okay, I have this habit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you'll be amazed when who will start confessing. Yeah, this is what I got. Therefore, you I can now know how that the Bible says let the strong bear the infirmities of the weak. And then most of all, it gains relationship to know before I confess, rather I can trust you. That you won't judge me based on what God is doing in my life at this moment with God. Make sense? Mm-hmm. So I was, I'm going to sit down and talk to Pastor about that today and think about it. I think we got that set up for the 19th, though. The 19th? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, men's. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. to get together. Yeah. Stuff you're wrapped with today is basically. Yeah. Yeah. October. October 19th. October 19th? Yeah. yeah. Oh, shoot. Yeah, I'm ready. Elder. Yeah, we got the men's. Elder, put, oh, me, yeah. put me on. I'm ready to tell my testimony. I'm, 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 I'm ready. I'm ready to tell it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Our next meeting here. Right? Is the 19th. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the 19th. Yeah. Men's meeting. I didn't know y'all just accept all that because I had to leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is the meeting just like a regular meeting, right? Like, no, it's going to be some of what we're talking about because that's what we want to get to. Talking about issues. You know, like what, what do we deal with? What are our challenges? You know, we come to church and we just brush by each other. You know what I mean? How you doing? I'm good. Knowing you ain't good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. how do we get better? Your iron sharp and iron, but how do we do it if we don't share where we are? You yeah. know what I'm saying? So. I know me, like, I used to confess to people about stuff, and I told myself I don't trust church folks. That's right. That's <laughs> right. I don't because I remember back in the day, pre- preachers and prophets, they have preached, and then you go to confess to them, and then when you make them mad, they spread their business over the food. They're trying to kill you. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, I told myself yeah. I would never trust the church folks yeah, no more. Yeah, yeah. And I don't, I don't share my business with, with church people. That's right. And, That's right. And, and, and I'll be honest, cause I mean, honestly, I've heard too many times. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. You, you, you go to people and tell them about your struggles, and, and the next thing you know, from the apostle down to teachers know everything all about you. Yeah, yeah. See, this is, that's why I say 
when we come together to spend time together, you know who is who. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what you can confess. Yeah. Like like old people tell things, don't full don't give a dog enough to pull him. Give him something to keep the breath. In. You give him a little bit to see if you get back. So, you know, like, especially with the men, man. Yeah. Women, women are more open. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? With their intimate things. You know what I mean? They, they, they talk. They talk. You know what I'm saying? They talk. They communicate. But guys, it's a sense of being a man. My manhood is being challenged. But also, like you said, Minister, we have to establish a foundation of trust. trust and that's why we don't talk because mm-hmm. we're so busy competing yes yes i want to look like i got it all together because he can again look like he got it all together mm-hmm. so i ain't gonna talk about my weakness because i need to be just as strong as deacon get mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying but not knowing deacon get might be struggling you know what i'm saying so so in that setting in that setting that's one of the things we really have to establish even with the men here, even if we never did a round table, we got to get to the place where we can trust each other enough to go to say, bruh, I'm dealing with this, man. How I get this thing off me? This girl keep coming at me, and I feel like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. How do we get there? You know what I'm saying? So we got to get to a place where we can allow ourselves to discuss those things that tempt us. Because that's why we fail because it ain't it ain't so much about what we do when we get here. Mm-hmm. It's about the stuff people don't see about us. Amen. What you do when people ain't looking. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Those are the things we really need to be discussing. Because if we can deal with the mm-hmm. things that people don't see, we ain't got to worry about being on display when people looking at us. You know what I'm saying? Because people just really don't know, man, that, that, that that's a necessary component. Is sharing. Excuse me, but you'll be amazing. A lot of the men of God that struggle with pornography. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. Some have wives that are sick that can't react to them like you used You got emotional things going on with certain women that don't feel the way they used to feel about their mm-hmm. And, um, it just, you need to know how to fix yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the answer is in the word, but if God is not revealing it to you through the word because he wants you to go to elder about it, who's already been there, done that, you see what I'm saying? Then you will never get where you need to be. Because you got to understand, you got to learn to trust somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why he put us here. That's why he said confession for me. So, and like I said, I ain't here to tell people what I 
I'm struggling. I'm too firm at times. And I need to work on that more. You see what I'm saying? Because I be wanting, I hate to see people fail. Because I know the struggle I went through. Uh, last pastor said he had the spirit of inferiority. I had that same thing. Still got it sometimes. And so that's a challenge for me. Because I sometimes I push the kids a little harder than I should. You know, I push my wife. And then it leads to, you know, conflict. Mm-hmm. Because I, I know, I feel like you ought to be here right now. And that's not how it works. But I'm learning. You see what I'm saying? I'm learning how, how to, to build and not destroy. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So, so, and that's the same way I am with at the job. Come on, man. You a grown man, man. You ought to know how to do that. Mm-hmm. But I have to, God has to deal with me sometimes and say, okay. Even though he has the appearance of a grown man, that don't mean he's to the maturity level where he can handle the responsibility. You see what I'm saying? Because right. when you're coming from a certain location, certain spirit, hover over that area that you have to deal with that you even realize that you have dealt with yourself. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So my struggle is feeling that people ought to be at a certain place. You been in the house of God all the time and be used to thinking like that for The thing is, maybe I struggle with mercy too. Because sometimes I don't show no mercy. I just feel like you ought to do it, man. But the thing is, I have to realize everybody ain't with God. You see what I'm saying? So that's that's been one of my biggest struggles in the gospel. And I know. And I ask God all the time, don't put me out front because I don't want to embarrass Because I may push somebody too hard to need the gospel. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah. But I have to hit a little bit here and there, then I have to back up. Because I can see people doing stuff here, and I'm very sensitive about the work of the church. You know how I am, Helen. <laughs> I walk through this church and I be like, I know. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. And if I don't watch it, I go and get on people. And I have mm-hmm. to say, okay, this ain't my this ain't my church. I have to you know I have to do I have to you know how you have to talk to yourself sometimes? But you really not speaking out loud but you're talking to yourself. Sometimes I have to just sit down in the back because I see stuff that I know people know better than me. Now you now dig now now dig now you know about me and elder y'all know about me y'all know how I am you know how right there everything how it flows everything sometimes I tell you I say hey 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 you know you gotta look at this or you gotta make sure this is done or sometimes when I get on um Jonathan I say Jonathan you know you don't see what's going on right here you gotta make sure these people you know get into it and stuff you know I I, I let them know because sometimes you know you. you you feel something different, you know, when you're in the service. You yeah, God, yeah, you got to do something about myself. Mm-hmm. Now I'm setting oh. myself down. I'm like, going on. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that's yeah. my struggle, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all you got to say. Yeah, so, and I don't want to get to the point where it leads to conflict. So, that's why I try to stay up line people like pastors. Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes, a lot of times, I watch it that because I know he knows things are going on, but I see how he has to deal with it. And 
and I'm starting to go to That's been a struggle. Yeah, yeah. But see, that's 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 part of that comes from just being a man. Mm-hmm. Women don't really dip. Women compete. And I'm saying compete because of our competitive nature as men. Mm-hmm. It's always a challenge. If we know we operate at a certain level, we automatically assume everybody think like that. Mm-hmm. But everybody don't. They don't. You know what I'm saying? But we should be challenged to, especially if it's bringing us to another level in yeah. God. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of times we just have to look at it, man, because even that, like you're saying, man, a lot of times because we do certain things, we have to understand everybody's not groomed. They may have their strengths, but when it comes to certain things, we're like, come on, man. We've been doing this for 50 years. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Now, now, I would just say this on the note. I put the church back together. How hard is it to put this church back together, man? To set up chairs. Oh, hang on. So it's not hard. any of us at any given day should be able to put this church back together. It go back together the same way every time, right? Mm-hmm. So so for us to go through so many deliberations to do that is frustrating to me. But I'm saying, okay, let's just draw a plan and put it back. That's it, right? Mm-hmm. So, so, but, but you gotta understand we're a team. So we still gotta work amicably together. You know what I'm saying? And 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 and, and that's good because those are those are points of temptation for us because really. It's our character being displayed. That's why I'm saying the temptation mm-hmm. brings out what's really in us. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And if we don't check us, we <laughs> start thinking we got like man, they supposed to have it together. Like we got it so much together. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So we really have to just be uh, graceful from one to another and be considerate mm-hmm. that everybody ain't on the same level. Mm-hmm. I don't care if we've been in church 50 years. You know what I mean? Everybody at different levels. The understanding is different. They tuned in different. They don't hear the same word. That's why the Bible say he can minister to the whole church. It'd be a thousand people in here. Everybody get a different word from one scripture. They got a different revelation. That's just how God deal with us. You know what I'm saying? So everybody don't really grow at the same pace, man. But yeah.
everything. I told God one day how I wanted to look at women, not as a temptation, but as a soul. And when God started allowing me to work on me in that area of my life, but I told God, I was going to fail him. I always used to say, I walk a thousand miles for something to drink and two thousand miles for a woman. <laughs> <laughs> that was me now. Because I love a woman, boy. Yeah. Cool. But the thing is, those are temptations I had to deal with back then. But now it doesn't phase me. I can laugh and talk because I couldn't be witness to a woman. Especially yeah. a beautiful woman. I couldn't witness to her, bro. Because sooner or later my conversation is going to go left. But I found now it's not an issue. I don't even, I don't even think about nobody but my wife. Mm. I'm serious. No woman is compared to my wife. And I'm so glad to be there because I never thought I could just live with one woman. I never did. I had, you know, growing up in Jersey, you all live in the I'm going to be honest with you, man. I had a woman for every night. I'm going to die behind them. <laughs> but the thing is, that's, that's my least worry now. Money was no issue because I used to make $200 to $2,000 a night shooting pool. That wasn't so. What people call the big temptation is not what I'm giving you. It's just. At that time, I would have to deal with lying and, and being deceptive. Mm-hmm. Those were the things that I had to deal with when I came into the church. How to be honest with me. You see what I'm saying? So now that God has dealt with me and these things, my, it, it, like the Bible says, you hate sin. I hate to see people deceiving people and using people. Things that really I had a strong issue with. Back then, I have an issue with other people. And that's why I tell you, that's maybe why I'm so where I'm at. Because I don't want to see nobody get short, cut short. You see what I'm saying? And me seeing you not doing, taking care of the house of God and taking care of your brothers and sisters, that's a problem for me. I'm telling you now, if you want to make it, I laugh and joke with you all the time, but I see you trying to get over with another person, then you're going to have an issue. And I have to have control of myself because I knew what I did to other people and how I earned it them. You see what I'm saying? How mm-hmm. uh, you women to get ahead, wouldn't work, just live in your house, they pay rent and give me this check. I'm standing at the mailbox getting their food stamps, you know, you send them 75 all them books, so you send the food stamps in, mm-hmm. in the mail. And I'll be right there getting, she be standing in the screen door for some of them, and I'll be at the mailbox waiting on the mailman. Get my little $150 and I'm going. <laughs> and I know how these things hurt and start. So it bothers me to this day that when I see people trying to use or other people just hurting other people. That because I've done these things and I hate it. God knows I hate it. And so when I come to church, I can't do it but smile. Because I see stuff going on that I know shouldn't be going on. And I have to check myself. A lot of times y'all see me walking. I be doing stuff, but I be trying to stay away from such people. And I know if I stay away from communicating, I'm going to go off on you. 
and you'll be like, I ain't no brother Jerry Smith <laughs> like that. Mm-hmm. You know? But that those yeah. are the temptations yeah. that I rise to. So that leaves something to pray about. <laughs> How do we minister the people? How do we minister a life? Like, you know, pray God put you out from a certain struggle to minister. How do we minister the people that's going through the same thing? Like, how do we testify to them how you came out? How do we testify to them? Yeah. Or how do we deliver the words to them so that they can come out too and achieve that thing that will uh, observe that, that you achieve or, you know, whatever the case may be? First thing, if you notice what Jesus did for the woman at the well, he built relationship with her. As we talked earlier, first thing is to gain my confidence in you. And the, once you gain my confidence in you, it's not so much that I don't want to see you at fault with you. It's just the fact that just don't let me down in certain ways, you know what I mean? Say for instance, say I had a struggle with, like I say with the women, I had a struggle. Don't let me see you in a woman's face. It's not so much of what you say that's gonna make a difference, it's what you do. Because once you gain my confidence now, I'm watching you. Your ministry is to not let me see you do anything close to what you mentioned to me. See how that, that's, you see what I'm saying? Because the biggest thing we live in, the world we live in now, is a sin. You see what I'm saying? I need to see you more displaying the opposite of what you minister to me about. If you miss me that Jesus is delivering you, that ever, I don't need to see you up in a woman's face up. And then if you are in certain women's face at certain times, call me over there. And, and let me hear what you could talk about. You see what I'm saying? Most of us is showing you. It's not so much what you say. I, in the beginning, you were ministering to me about it. But my next step is for you to show me. That's your greater ministry. Remember when people say that the only Bible other people will ever read about. That's why they look for things on the job. If you look like you're doing wrong, and you're like, hey, bro, oh, hey, that's it. And you can justify it through the gospel because they, they don't understand why you're doing all the things the way you do. Like when everybody else gets attitude, you celebrate. That's unusual. But now I'm starting to see you display Christ. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah, you put on. Like you say, some water, some plant. But God did the increase. But after you administer to me, because you may think because what you say to me today don't matter. But I'm taking heed to it. But I want to see what your tomorrow is. I want to see your witness. I want to see how you handle that beautiful support. It's not that y'all got anything going on, but I want to see how you, when you walk in that door on Sunday morning, is you really who you think you is? See, 
the first thing man ain't gonna wanna know, you shouldn't be up, you know, single woman faith all the time and be married. Am I right? Hallelujah. You just told me God delivered you. Hallelujah. So every time I look around in the church, you run more women faith than men. Mm-hmm. And if I see that, I have some doubt about that. Only thing we have to do as a witness is not forget what we witnessed to the next person. Because <laughs> y'all know that saying, y'all know that saying, God always sits high and looks low. You see what I'm saying? So your witness always, is more always. through your actions. First you plant the seed. Yeah. You water it by living it. And you don't even realize that your, 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 the way you display things, the gospel, is more effective to me than the way you minister to me. <laughs> you don't know what you did, but you told me. You used to get that. That already done brought me to a place of comfortability. Because now I feel like you're on my level. But if I always, the word said, and the word said, and you never showing me that you've been there. You can tell me anything about the word. But you ain't never tell me that you had a struggle with women. You don't mean nothing. I don't need you to somebody that ministers to me who had a cigarette problem and I had a love problem. But if you had somehow in your life identified me some way in these areas, at least I know you had a cigarette problem, but I also had a love problem. I can I can get with you. That's how you minister. By admitting that you've been there. Now I'm going to see you display. That's why we, 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 we focus so much on the lifestyle of pastor. His lifestyle means more to us. Especially with our nationality. You know that. We look for the lifestyle. See, in a Baptist church, for instance, where many of us came out of, you can't do no wrong if you're preaching. Mm. <laughs> you never preach again. And you'll never be on that same level with people again. You know that. Okay? I'll say this. I'll say this to y'all <laughs> right here. Then right there, we're gonna we're gonna go to the altar. Um my mom's brother, he was a preacher for 30 years, and he was also a, a state representative for for the Low Country, Charleston, uh, Berkeley County. Um, and he was dealing with a lot of things in his life, especially in the public in the public eye, mm-hmm. um, money laundering, everything. Um, and that was the kind of thing that he was dealing with before he died. He died in 2002. Um, he was dealing with a lot of people and a lot of uh, things that he was dealing with, especially in his church and especially in the public eye, especially in politics and stuff. And, you know, just like you said, temptation, temptation can be crippling. It can be crippling to you. And how right there, he told me a lot of things about ministry. He told me a lot about how, you know, how you how you deal with people right there with that kind of stuff right there. And all we do is just, you know, stay prayed up. They prayed up about things right there that we deal with. Just like you said um, on October 19th when we go do that round table. That's that that's a great idea. That's a great idea. That we can just place our place our troubles and things on the table. 
And I, I just want to say, you know, before we go there, that, that, that that's just a great idea. That right there, we just have to do. That's your greatest ministry, is walking it out. Mm-hmm. You know, you can come and say, hey, I've had problems with women, man, I'm going to tell you. And what you got to do, how you really, really draw them, and I learned this by being on the job, seems like you're comfortable with them having a conversation more so than they're comfortable with you. Like, hey, man, man, I tell you, man, back in the days, man, if I was still listening, doing that, man, this is what I would have been doing, and all that. I said, but, you know, I thank God I don't have to do that no more, man, because I'm telling you, I learned, I grew from that. I'd be down to earth with them. You see what I'm saying? Like, like me and the guys ride, he drinks all the time. Young man. They drink. I tell him all the time, man, I tell you what, man, I told him yesterday morning, I said, mm-hmm. man, I said, man, this manager keeps acting up the floor. I said, she was lucky I don't drink no more. Did I go over to the store and get me you a 12-pack? And he got awkward in the conversation. I said, man, me, you go down in that corner down there and we can drink this thing up and come and act like wild men. He started laughing because he felt comfortable with But when it came down, they shift the conversation easily over. Like the Bible said, when the Holy Ghost make other of us, what you do, you, you, can, you can minister. I start ministering saying, you know what, but I thank God. I ain't got grace. He said, no, God wouldn't forgive you for that, man. He said, man, I'm glad. He said, I'm so glad you, you're in the church. A lot of times they won't, they acknowledge, they know who you are. But the thing is, you got to meet them where they at. That's ministry. It's meeting people where they at. Even when you do street ministry, you meet them where they at because they're hungry. So if you go out there and you have hot dogs and stuff like that, you meet them where they at so they can open up. And a lot of times, you won't have to do much ministry. They'll do more confession than you do. Well, not more that was false. I became all things to all men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> got, got to make some adjustments. Yeah. That's the, it's easy. Like Jesus said, my burden is light. Just gotta know how to do it. Great men's a guy enjoy it. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Amen. You see, this is why it's good to come together because we grow. That's right. That's right. Because your experience may not have been mine. Mm-hmm. But so if I should run into somebody that I ha- has an experience that I don't have, I learned how to testify through your testimony. You see what I'm saying? So I say what you say. Because the Bible says what convinces a man is what you only speak what you have been taught. Any other things is just your own knowledge. That's right. <laughs> Oh, gracious, everlasting Father, we come to you with a humble heart. We thank you, Father God, for all things that you dealt with us on a daily basis. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we want to thank you and give you the praise that you truly have deserved today, Father God, in our lives on this day today. Father God, we just want to give you the utmost and deserving praise, Father God, that you truly have deserved today. Weeping may endure for a night, 
but joy cometh in the morning, according to Psalms 30 and 5. want to thank you, Father God, for just uplifting our minds today, uplifting our hearts today, and uplifting our souls today, Father God, on this day today. On this faithful Friday, we want to thank you, Father God, and give you the praise that you deserve. The utmost praise that you truly have deserved today. Oh, Father God, we want to thank you, Father God, for the men's power prayer today, Father God. We want to thank you, Father God, for the knowledge and for the understanding and for the devotional that was rendered today, Father God, on, on this faithful Friday today. Father God, we want to thank you, Father God, Father God, as we deal with temptations on a daily basis, Father God. Father God, we want to thank you, Father God, because of what you purposely have done today, Father God. Father God, you said in your word that you will never leave us and you will never forsake us right now. According to Hebrews 13 and 5, we want to thank you, Father God, for uplift our minds, uplift our thought process, uplift our souls today, Father God, throughout the day and throughout the battle right now in Jesus' name. Oh, Father God, we're grateful and blessed, Father God, that as men, Father God, we're assembling together today, Father God, according to Matthew 18 and 20, it says, for where two or three are gathered in my name, I shall be in the midst. Oh, Father God, we want to thank you, Father God, for just keeping our minds, hearts, souls, spirits deep inside of you on this day today. Oh, Father God, we want to thank you and give you the praise to give you the utmost praise today, Father God, throughout the battle today, Father God. Father God, there is something, there's a blessing in the pressing. There is a blessing in the pressing. Father God, as I heard that word on Tuesday night from Pastor Natasha Bonaparte from Next Level Christian Center in Greenwood, South Carolina, she said, there is a blessing. There is a blessing in the pressing. And we want to thank you, Father God, for just, just, just your word, Father God, for just for your uplifting word today, Father God, for your for your servant today, Father God, for your servant today, Father God, throughout the day and throughout the battle right now, Father God. Oh, Father God, we want to thank you, Father God, because you are a God of faithfulness. You are a God that will never leave us. Father God, you will never forsake us right now, Father God. Father God, we want to thank you and give you the praise that you truly have deserved today, Father God. We want to give you the praise and the utmost things today, Father God, throughout the battle right now, throughout this day today. Oh, Father God, we want to thank you today, Father God, for the men that has been assembled today, Father God. We want to thank you, Father God, for the fivefold ministry today. I want to thank you just for my pastors, Drs. Johnny and Dr. Sidney White. Father God, I want to thank you today, Father God. Father God, we just want to thank you, Father God, throughout the battle, throughout the day, Father God, in Jesus' name. Oh, Father God, we want to thank you, Father God, because of all things you purposely have done today, Father God. We want to thank you today, Father God, for Pastor Ethel Smith of the Harvest Church, Father God. We want to thank you today for her ministry and for her word that was rendered on Wednesday night. Oh, Father God, we want to thank you today, right now, Father God, for Bishop Theotis White and, and Zion Hopewell, Full Gospel Church, Father God, out of Gilbert, South Carolina. Want to thank you today, Father God, for that word last night, for the journey, the journey of the double. Want to thank you, Father God, for what you purposely have done today, Father God, in our lives on this day today. Want to thank you, Father God, for Minister John Clark, for Minister William Ginn, for Elder Andrew Miller, for Brother Rashad Rice, for Elder 
for Elder Tyrone Robinson, for Deacon Charles Dunlap, for Deacon Robert Holland, for Deacon William Pearson. One thank you today for Brother Russell Hawkins today, Father God, for Minister Lamyron Jenkins, also for Minister Ernestine and Vaughn Coles in Jesus' name. One thank you today, Father God, for just keeping us in line and in tune into your voice. Brother uh, Deacon Jerry Kingston today, Father God. Minister Kathy Mack today, Father God. Want to thank you today for Minister Diane Stewart today, Father God. In Jesus' name. Oh, Father God, we want to thank you today, Father God, for our church congregation here at Kingdom Vision Church. Want to thank you, Father God, because you are a God of faithfulness in all areas and our lives on this day today. Father, in the name of Jesus, as I'm on my knees, Father God, praying for your people today, Father God. Praying for greatness right now, Father God. Praying for your everlasting love that you have inside of us on this day today. Oh, Father God, we want to thank you, Father God, because, Father God, you are a man that will never leave us today, Father God. You are the greatest man of all today, Father God. You are the greatest man of all, Father God, according to John 3 and 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Oh, thank you, Father God, because, Father God, our focus right now, Father God, is on you today, Father God. We're focused right now, Father God, on the things that you have for us today, Father God. I want to thank you, Father God, for just keeping us in line today, keeping us in tune into your voice today, Father God. Father God, no matter what we're going through today, Father God, Father God, we want to give you the praise. We want to give you the utmost praise that you truly have deserved in our lives, especially upon this day today. Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to thank you, Father God, for the men's power prayer today, Father God. We want to thank you today, Father God, for your presence that is here with us on this day. Your presence is already dwell inside of us today, Father God. Your presence right now, Father God, is deep down inside of us on this day today. Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to thank you today, Father God, for whatever that we're dealing with, Father God, on a daily basis. We give you the praise and the utmost praise that you truly have deserved today, Father God. Oh, Father God, we want to thank you, Father God, for all battles that we deal with on a daily basis. Oh, Father God, we want to thank you today, Father God, for just keeping us in line, keeping us focused at the matter at hand, which is kingdom business on this day today. Oh, Father God, we want to thank you right now, Father God, because, Father God, this is fertile ground today, Father God. This is fertile ground today, Father God, in Jesus' name. Oh, Father God, we want to thank you and give you the praise, Father God, right now that you truly have deserved on this day today. Oh, Father God, we want to thank you right now, Father God, because you will never leave us today, Father God, and you will never forsake us today, Father God, throughout the battle and throughout this test today, Father God. Oh, Father God, we want to thank you, Father God, for all things that we have to do today, Father God. Father God, the work is not done today, Father God. The work is not done today, Father God. There is somebody out there today, Father God, that is dealing with temptation on a daily basis, Father God. There is somebody out there today, Father God, who is dealing with struggles in their finances today, Father God. There is someone out there, Father God, who is dealing with a roof over their heads today, Father God. There is someone out there, Father God, who don't have a place to call home today, Father God. Father God, as I'm on my knees today, Father God, praying for the people of God today, Father God, praying for your 
praying for your presence right now, Father God, throughout the battle, praying for all things, Father God, that we deal with on a daily basis. Oh, Father God, we want to thank you, Father God, because you are a battler in our lives. You are a battler for our children. You're a battler for our family. You are a battler on our job places. You are a battler right now, Father God, throughout the battle and throughout the test right now in Jesus' name. Oh, Father God, we want to thank you, Father God, because you are a God of faithfulness right now. You are that El Shaddai. You are the God of more than enough, according to Genesis 17 and 1. We want to thank you right now, Father God, because of everything that you've done for us on this day today. Oh, Father God, we want to thank you, Father God, just for the breath of life today, Father God. We want to thank you today, Father God, because of all things that you purposely have done today. Oh, Father God, we want to thank you, Father God, for everything that you've done today, Father God. We want to thank you today, Father God. Father God, I want to thank you today, Father God, for your everlasting presence that is with us today. Father God, keep our presence right now with you today, Father God, no matter what our problems or whatever things that we're dealing with right now, Father God. There's a child right now, Father God, who is dealing with things and they deal with things at school today, Father God. Father God, let your presence just be with that child today, Father God. Let your presence be felt right now, Father God, in the job places. Father God, whatever things that we deal with on the on the job place on a daily basis, Father God, Father God, let your presence be felt. Let your presence be felt right now, Father God. Let your presence be felt right now, Father God, throughout the battle and throughout the test right now in Jesus name. Oh Father God we want to thank you Father God because of all things that you purposely have done today Father God. For that co-worker that is there at the job today Father God. Father God we deal with a lot of we, we deal with a lot of things, Father God, especially in our homes, especially in our finances, especially wherever we are right now, Father God. We deal with that, Father God, on a daily basis. Father God, let your presence be felt today, Father God, on this day today, on this faithful Friday today, Father God. We want to thank you, Father God, for, the, for your everlasting presence that is with us on this day today. Oh, Father God, take away the things, Father God, that is trying to keep us at bay right now, Father God. Take it away from us today, Father God. Take it away from us today, Father God, throughout the day and throughout the battle right now, in Jesus' name. Oh, Father God, we want to thank you, Father God, because of all battles that we deal with, Father God. Oh, Father God, let your presence be felt in our hearts. Let your presence be felt in our souls. Let your presence be felt, Father God, in our children. Let your presence be felt in our families, especially in our wives, our husbands, those persons right now from the sounds of my voice today. Oh, Father God, we want to thank you, Father God, because of what you purposely have done today, Father God. Father God, you are a God that will always stand with us throughout the test today, Father God. Oh, Father God, we just want to give you the utmost praise right now, Father God, throughout the battle right now, Father God, in Jesus' name. Oh, Father God, we're grateful and blessed to you, Father God, because you are a God of faithfulness in all aspects in our lives, especially upon this day today. Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to thank you, Father God, for just keeping us in line and keeping us in tune into your voice on this day today. Oh, Father God, we're grateful and blessed to you that you are a God that will always stand with us throughout the test today. Father God, my prayer today, Father God, is just for the prayers to be lifted. Let the petitions be lifted to you today. Oh, Father God, you are a God of faithfulness in all areas, in our lives on this day. Oh, Father God, we just want to give you the praise that you truly have deserved in our lives on this day. Oh, Father God, we just want to thank you 
for all things that you've done for us on this day today. Oh, Father God, we just want to tell you today, thank you. In Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. And amen.